This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You can think of the movies or TV shows, maybe even video games that have really uh, enthralled you, captured your imagination, stuck with you, or ones you want to go back and experience again. Right? What makes a good story? What makes for a riveting story? What makes for the kind of world that you're excited to go into, right? And you want to go back and experience it again. There is a lot of psychology involved in that. In addition to, you know, writing, directing, costume design, props, all all of those things. But ultimately, it comes down to the stories that resonate with us. Uh, So it's a great opportunity uh, this week. In fact, uh, it's going on today and tomorrow. Camp 2019. Uh, the Taylor Center for the Performing Arts, organized by Mount Royal University. It's the Council of Artists and Multimedia Professionals, much more their website, camp.site, S-I-T-E. More than 30 speakers at this year's event and some pretty interesting individuals, including our next guest, who is going to be speaking about the psychology of storytelling. Mike Hill is a concept designer. He has worked on numerous uh, movies TV shows, including Blade Runner 2049, uh, HBO's Game of Thrones, the uh, best-selling Call of Duty video game series, uh, and many more. And he's got a real interest in that issue, the psychology of storytelling, understanding mythology and how psychology can be so crucial to understanding how and why great stories work. Joining us on the line to talk more about all of this is the aforementioned Mike Hill. Mike, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Talk about the concept of a concept designer, how you see your role and, and what it is you focus on. So my job is effectively to take the script or take the, the sort of game design and help the director place that, that vision into a visual context. So I'll take, I'll take a, a scene and then I'll have to design a, a set or props that help communicate the messages of the story, um, either metaphorically or, or literally. And, and for, for, for someone who does that, there is such a, a desire these days, it seems, for, for great storytelling in, in so many different platforms uh, through film and, and television, you know, as they say, the golden age of television, uh, some incredible video games as well. Does, does it feel as though that, that great storytelling, uh, rich storytelling is very much in demand these days? Yeah, I think so. I think more than ever, there's people have people have been uh, hungry for great stories for as long as as long as we can, you know, record history. Uh, I think it's like really at the basis of of how we understand ourselves and each other is the stories we tell, the characters that we look up to, the the villains that we you know we we despise. Um, and I think that now more than ever, people need stronger storytelling because I think that. As we've got more and more platforms, more and more streaming services, I think that quite often disposable content gets put front and center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people get engaged temporarily, but they'll often leave the cinema not knowing what they've watched. Um, so I'm really, I'm really interested in the sort of storytelling that, that carries through generations. You know, films like Jurassic Park, which is you know, 25 years old, 
Right. It's a multi-generational experience that people still love from every generation from different walks of life, whereas some of the more recent Jurassic World movies, for example, don't necessarily tap into that same uh, kind of timeless energy. What do you see as the difference there? Well, great stories... Uh, to, to use some psychological terminology, they use they use archetypes, which is the things that are really fundamental to the way that we see the world. So they really great stories really revolve around the things that are fundamental to us. So uh, family to relationships to to to, to um, danger, relationships to morality, these things that really affect us on a on a deeper meaningful level. Um, but quite often now, uh, a lot of film producers or a lot of studios they use marketing to try and quantify what makes a story successful. And that means they'll end up uh, leaning on really superfluous things like visual effects or how many kind of dinosaurs can we have in a shot as right. opposed to, you know, what's happening with the family dynamics, you know. But in terms of building a world, I mean, that, that includes special effects, includes all of those things. But uh, Blade Runner 2049 is a great example of um, just being feel it feels as though you're being pulled into this world and, and, and it becomes part of, of the story of the experience. Right. How, how important is that that feeling of now you're, you're entering this world? Uh, it's essential. I mean, to, to really get the audience to, to feel an experience, you have to you have to give them such a compelling uh, sensory experience that they lose themselves so that they're not conscious of what they're watching. So it, it, it should feel to them more like a dream than watching a screen. So the goal is to make sure that from the audio perspective, from the sound, from the visual, the lighting, the cinematography, that you're kind of lowering the, the, the ego's defenses so that the unconscious can just really savor the experience. And that's what great great filmmakers do is they know how to, 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 to make you really... Um, become part of the experience rather than just watch it. Yeah. I mean, that's exam an example of something that's that's enormous in scope. Also, uh, Game of Thrones, obviously, the Call of Duty video games, th these are very large in scope. But but that same approach can be applied at, at a smaller level, right? I mean, great storytelling and building a, a, a world, an immersive world, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a massive, big-budget sort of presentation. No, not not at all. I mean, really, you you can do great stories with just a with just a small set and a handful of actors. You know, I mean, that's that's where great theatre comes from is is the idea of you've only got one stage, maybe a handful of sets or props, but you can still get the audience to engage if you give them something that's really meaningful to them, like really deep relation relationships or kind of deep dynamics between characters. Um, so we we've kind of become obsessed with big budget uh, because mm -hmm. i think there's there's this obsession with quantitative um you know marketing driven things which is you know the bigger the better <laughs> but really bigger doesn't mean better not not at all uh, people i think people are, are craving those more intimate experiences and a lot of the, the great shows that are coming out right now are they're not necessarily built on big explosions they're built on telling people a, a kind of meaningful story yeah, yeah, and I think that's an important point. I mean, a big budget can allow for a lot of creativity, can allow for a lot of flexibility, can allow a lot of different uh, voices to to have input, but it's it's no guarantee of of creating a memorable experience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, the the best case scenario is you've got like a creative uh, kind of visionary that knows exactly what what he wants to communicate and why, and that there's a you know a, a team of very focused professionals around him. But with that, you'll get great results every time. Um, but it can sometimes become a, a big bloated machine where there's thousands of people involved and there's no, not necessarily any leader. You know, I think a lot of the more recent franchises have begun to suffer from that, where there's a, a committee of producers and there's not necessarily a focus on the story. And that's where you get disappointed reactions at the cinema is people start to feel that something's not quite right 
you know, um, they, they might be a franchise they love, but the, the sort of hidden ingredients that made the originals so good might not be present in the sequels. And that's where people kind of walk away a little bit deflated because the real important stuff hasn't been attended to. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the idea of, of telling stories, making films, I mean, that, that appeals to a lot of people. And, and there are different ways, I suppose, of, of going at it, getting into the industry or or being involved in, in the creative process. I mean, you, you've taken a different path, obviously, and, and maybe the concept of a concept designer and having somebody focus on, on that side of it might seem maybe even somewhat foreign to, to people. Is it, is it something that you encourage young people who have an interest in storytelling and, and filmmaking to explore? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are so many different ways that you can you can become a part of the, the sort of storytelling um, kind of uh, movement, as it were. You could you can focus on um, maybe becoming specialised at, uh, at something very low, as in when I say low, I mean very low in the hierarchy of film. You could start by becoming an electrician or a lighting specialist. Um, or you could, if you're interested in art or design, you could start thinking about um, visualizing set designs or props. And if you really want to get to the point where you, you really care about the storytelling itself, you know, start to read uh, books about script writing and psychology and the psychology of storytelling, which is a massive, it's a massive field, especially uh, sort of mythological interpretation, which is a guy called Joseph Campbell, who, who came up with what's known as the monomyth, which is the hero's journey, which is what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what really distills down why we tell stories in the first place is to communicate these values that inspire us to become better people effectively. So there are so many layers that you can get, so many layers of the industry that you could get involved in uh, where you can apply your creativity at different, different tiers, you know? Well, people can read more about your work at MikeHill.Design and more on uh, your presentation, part of Camp 2019 at Camp.Site, Mike, it's been great talking to you here today. Thank you so much for making some time for us. Yeah, great talking to you too. Thanks very much for having me. All right. Likewise, there you go. That's concept designer Mike Hill, one of the speakers uh, this year at Camp 2019. Uh, the Council of Artists and Multimedia Professionals happening at the Taylor Center for Performing Arts today and tomorrow again. Camp dot site s i t e nine seven four eight two five five is our number here. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at twelve thirty on News Talk seven seventy Calgary.